Turkey's incumbent president has declared victory in historic runoff elections. Biz öyle bir kazanacağız ki kimse kaybetmeyecek demiştik. We said that we will win in a way that no one will lose. Öyleyse bugün kazanan sadece Türkiye'dir. That's why Turkey is the only winner today, President Erdogan said. To discuss about the significance of the Turkish presidential elections, both inside the country and regarding its foreign policy, we are hosting today one of the most prominent experts on the Middle East and Islam, Professor Zil Kepel. So, Professor Kepel, thank you so much for being here with us today. Pleasure. Uh, we're going to discuss about Turkey. We just had the second round of the presidential elections in Turkey and Erdogan w- winning another five-year t- uh, term as president. Can you make an initial comment about those elections? Well, the first one is that Erdogan has won. And, uh, you know, many pundits and many uh, polls uh, had anticipated that he would lose. Uh, because of the terrible state of the economy in Turkey, with uh, the Turkish lira uh, plummeting, uh, the economy nosediving, and also because of the terrible uh, uh, earthquakes in February that hit uh, southeastern uh, Turkey, largely uh, due, and uh, you know the toll that was probably far above the fifty thousand dead was largely due, according to most observers, to the fact that developers had given bribes to local authorities so they uh, could build uh, under uh, the uh, seismic uh, uh, thresholds. Uh, And uh, in spite of that, uh, he won. Uh, He won not by a landslide. Uh, We clearly have a very significantly divided Turkey. And if you look at the map, Uh, Istanbul, Ankara, uh, the uh, western uh, Aegean coast and the southern coast uh, down to uh, Hatay, Antalya, voted for the opposition, whereas central Anatolia voted for Turkey. And we have a map of two Turkeys, one uh, which is, uh, which deeply believes in this mix of uh, what is called the uh, Turkish Islamist uh, synthesis, uh, which uh, is the backbone of Erdogan's uh, ideology and stay in power, and the other, which is uh, much more uh, European in its uh, worldview, uh, which had led to the fact that, on the one hand, you know, Turkey had been, before Erdogan, a candidate to the European Union, Uh, something which uh, obviously here is not uh, any more feasible. And on the other hand, that uh, Turkey under Erdogan has uh, shifted its attention to to the Middle East and has made all the Islamic identity of Turkey a key thing. And, you know, one of uh, Erdogan's ministers summed up that and said, if Kilic Daroglu, the opposition man, wins, Uh, his uh, followers are going to drink champagne. If we win, our followers will pray towards Mecca on the prayer rug, which in in, in in a nutshell encompasses 
what was uh, at stake. Uh, so this is the first uh, the first thing. Uh, the Kilic Daroglu was probably not a, a very good candidate because he uh, encompasses a sort of old-time uh, Ataturk uh, ideology, uh, which uh, may be secular, but that looked in a way pre-modern, as opposed to what uh, Erdogan has achieved economically during his first decade in power. Uh, the, the failure, the economic failure was just lastly, over the last 10 years. But during the first decade, you know, everybody in the West, from Brussels to Washington, D.C., praised the Turkish model. It was capitalism with the hijab, with the veil. And, you know, they loved it. The, the American Democrats loved it, and the uh, people in Germany and the like loved it also. Uh, and uh, one thing which is extremely interesting is that if it had been only for the economy and for the mismanagement of the earthquake, Erdogan could not have won. Mm -hmm. The reason why he won is that there is he cemented his constituency in this uh, strong, uh, with it, this strong Turkish Islamic uh, synthesis ideology. And his followers thought that, you know, they could not trust the opposition where uh, the, uh, the contender, uh, Kilic Daroglu, was uh, and claimed he was an Alevi, i.e. a member of a religious minority, which is not Sunni. And there were secularists among him. Kurds backed him. So for uh, those central Anatolians from the lower middle class, uh, who uh, identify strongly with uh, nationalism and uh, Islam, this was anathema. Mm -hmm. And uh, even though, you know, they live in tents because their houses were destroyed by the earthquake because the building they lived in was built uh, thanks to bribes and collapsed immediately, their family are dead. Nevertheless, they are clients in the patronage system of the ruling party, the AKP, and they thought that they would uh, lose everything if uh, the opponents uh, won. Remember, for instance, you saw in Marash or Kahraman Marash, the city that was worst hit uh, 20, 30 years ago, there was a pogrom against Alevis. And uh, the Alevis were, were slaughtered uh, by the local uh, radical Sunnis. And uh, Marash was uh, almost uh, entirely destroyed by the quake. And its, uh, its voters gave 72% of their votes to Erdogan, which, you know, in a way ex explains the whole picture. Because they thought that, you know, if the people that had been slaughtered were in power, it would be harsh for them. And, you know, even if they lost everything, nevertheless, they expected that through clientelism and patronage networks of the ruling party, they would, at the end of the day, get something for them and not for their opponents. So we have a very polarized country, that's for sure. What is the next day for Turkey internally and also uh, when it comes to its uh, geopolitical and foreign policy, let's say, position? Well, the illiberal dimension, of course, is reinforced. And uh, Putin was uh, first to congratulate uh, Erdogan and was very glad. And 
And uh, in a way, you know, we see now that uh, the international relations system is shifting. Uh, the U.S. is less and less interested in the Middle East and the Mediterranean. You know, uh, when we were kids, the most important country in the Mediterranean was the American Sixth Fleet. Mm-hmm. Now, it's, uh, it's not really present, even though it went to uh, a boat, a ship went to Cyprus recently and uh, led to a number of, um, of uh, protests in, in, uh, in Ankara. Uh, and uh, we have this sort of uh, uh, illiberal versus uh, liberal axis, which is, to a large extent, the European Union, of which uh, Greece is a, is a border borderline on the one hand, and then uh, the Turkey of Erdogan, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then the sort of illiberal bloc that emerged uh, recently, out of the uh, the Arab League uh, summit in uh, in Jeddah, uh, with people states who are in, in transactional countries with the West. Originally, Turkey still is was and still is a NATO member, but it's a strange NATO member because it bought uh, air defense from Russia and it vetoes uh, the uh, adhesion of Sweden because there are Kurds in Sweden that they want. Uh, expatriated to Turkey. Uh, and Erdogan repeated that he would veto that as after his election. Uh, also, uh, uh, Saudi Arabia, you know, uh, always was a partner with the United States since the Quincy uh, Agreement uh, in on uh, Valentine's Day 1945, February 14, my oil against your protection uh, uh, my protection against your oil between Roosevelt and uh, Ibn Saud. Now, uh, MBS uh, thinks he can, he calls the shots. He did not accept to uh, produce more oil in order to uh, punish uh, Russia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russia is as a member of OPEC Plus now, is one of, and they, they work together, but nevertheless, uh, he, uh, he insisted that uh, Bashar Assad would be reintegrated into the League of the Arab States in opposition to the will of the EU and the US. And uh, but nevertheless, he he uh, greeted uh, Zelensky uh, because he wanted to show to Putin that you know he was the one who called the shots, not Putin. You know uh, the problem now for Russia uh, and its allies is that they they are in a situation of weakness. In the Middle East, they have to concentrate all their efforts on on the war in Ukraine, and um, the uh, the future of which is still uncertain, uh, as uh, as you know. Uh, uh, and uh, much will depend of the offensive uh, this year if uh, the Ukrainians get get uh, uh, the Western weapons that they want and that they need, and if that can inflict. Uh, uh, even uh, military defeat on the ground to the Russian army, then things are going to change. Uh, if not, if uh, Russia has the upper hand, this is a general boost for all the uh, the authoritarian regimes in the region. And the authoritarian, the, the line of divide goes through the Aegean War to a large extent with uh, this uh, uh, Resilient claim by President uh, Erdogan and also 
by a number of nationalists who are not necessarily Islamists in Turkey, mm. what they call the Mavi Vatan, the Blue Nation, mm. uh, considered that the Lausanne Treaty uh, has to be renegotiated, that uh, the treaty gave the continent to Turkey and the islands and the sea to Greece, and they want to make of the Aegean Sea and international uh, waters or uh, things like that because of its gas issues and also the problem with, with Cyprus and the like. And uh, so uh, this is clearly uh, something that in a way is part and parcel of the uh, the old idea that, you know, of the, of the, of the sea jihad that the Sultan would, uh, would launch every year in order to raid the coasts of the infidels. And uh, to some extent, this is part and parcel of what uh, gives pride to, you know, the, the average, uh, very Islamist Turks who have voted to it for him. When you think of, you know, Turks in France, uh, the votes for Erdogan skyrocketed up to 90%, 9-0, in Clermont-Ferrand, a old uh, you know, industrial city where uh, Turkish worker, workers came very early with an average of 65%, which is uh, uh, 10 to 15 points above his, uh, his, his vote in, uh, in, uh, in, in, in Turkey itself. So this is something which uh, for us is very worrying also because we had in France a number of... Uh, of attacks by uh, radical extreme right Turks, the Ülkücü, who are the sort of Krizi uh, Avgi of Turkey, if you mm -hmm. want, and uh, they uh, who attacked the Armenians, and as if they sort of re uh, reenacted the, the, the programs uh, of Anatolia, or they wanted to do on French soil, and this of course created a number of, of problems uh, of uh, you know peace and order and on French territory. We are aware in Greece a lot about the blue home plan idea of uh, Turkey. It's not new. However, and I want to put in the discussion the economy, uh, the problems with the Turkish economy. You mentioned that um, Syria, uh, the Arab states are approaching Syria, which it's not a good thing for Erdogan as far as I understand it, but you will explain that to us. And uh, Russia is focusing in Ukraine and the relations with the U.S. are not the best. So the question is twofold. Do you believe that uh, following these elections, Erdogan will feel stronger and will um, uh, move towards um, uh, doing anything, provoking Greece? And also because its economy is very fragile right now, from whom will he seek help? Because we have this argument that he needs to keep good relations with the U.S. and the West for its exports, for maybe some financial help and so on and so forth. Well, uh, it's been complicated because he's looking for help from everywhere. And he's a people that he abused uh, only yesterday or now, you know, uh, should not take uh, too seriously. He's, he's in Saudi he said to Macron that he should see a psychiatrist because he had a problem with Islam and such things. And um, the uh, you know there was a, he was uh, at uh, at odds with uh, with Egypt uh, and became an ally of Greece and of course of Israel 
which also became an ally with Greece, and also with Saudi Arabia because he backed the, the Muslim Brothers and was close to Qatar. And there was a sort of alliance between Turkey, Qatar, and Iran at the time. Now, um, uh, he had to, um, to compromise on that because he needs Saudi help. And it, he needs to make peace with Egypt against Greece. So he has expelled uh, uh, expat Muslim brothers, uh, shut down their uh, television that was out of uh, of Turkey, and uh, the broadcast is out of Turkey. And uh, so, but you know, as of now, uh, the Gulf Arabs have o- only given him a bakshish in terms of you know mm-hmm. they have put some money in his banks. But not too much. They just keep him over the line of flotation so that he doesn't sink. And um, the uh, Russia, of course, has built a, a, a nuclear um, uh, plant in the southern in the southern Mediterranean. Uh, civilian uh, is, uh, is is laundering money, uh, oligarchs' money via Turkey is. Uh, uh, is using Turkey uh, as a sort of uh, intermediary, discrete intermediary to, to trade with the rest of the world. But as of now, uh, uh, Russian help is uh, is very fragile because it depends if Russia wins in the war mm-hmm. or not against Ukraine, and the, the omens are not 100% good for, for Russia, to say the least. So I believe that due to to this economic situation, he will probably uh, shout a lot, mm-hmm. uh, but I am not sure that he has the capacity to implement his threats. And also, uh, he's using migrants against e- the EU. Like, for instance, when he wants to put pressure on Greece, he lets people cross into yeah. Tracia or the like. But he is himself taken at his own game because uh, there are close to 4 million Syrians in Turkey um, as immigrants. They've been there, some of them, for 10 years. Many of them have learned Turkish. And, uh, of course, because of their situation, they accept uh, wages which are far lower than the Turks. And in both the left and the right camp and the Erdogan camp, there were very strong uh, words against migrants, even, you know, which was... um, they were scapegoated by Kilitsarogu, uh, saying we want them back, they have nothing to do here. And uh, and then this, I believe, is going to be a, a major uh, a major issue because Bashar al-Assad, of course, is not at all interesting in, take, interest in taking them back. There are all Sunnis, so he wants them out. Mm-hmm. Maybe a compromise can be fine with Germany because Germany wants to import Syrians because they have no uh, no workforce anymore. So the, mm. the Germans import 400,000 immigrants per year, approximately, that they help to control. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I'll wrap it up here, because um, we've covered many areas. I would love to have you again uh, another time, if you have the time. And thank you so much for all your uh, feedback and your insight. 